This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending August 1st of 2022, what's up with the GDP, inflation and jobs, why rent growth is slowing, and a new law for California job seekers. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We've got plenty of economic news to report, but first, a few words about Hurricane Ian, which has, as we know, ripped across Florida and South Carolina. Our hearts go out to the families and communities who've been affected. Ian was one of the strongest hurricanes to hit the U.S. and serves as a reminder for homeowners with a high risk of flooding to check their insurance coverage. Flood insurance is getting more expensive, but it's better than coming up short after a big hurricane. According to Value Penguin, the average cost of flood insurance from the National Flood Insurance Program is $985 a year. At Real Wealth, we suggest that investors avoid buying homes in flood zones. The government's latest revision on the GDP shows the economy shrank 0.6% during the first half of this year. That's the same as the previous estimate, but as CNBC reports, there's still a lot of disagreement on whether the nation experienced or is experiencing a recession. It's widely been accepted that two quarters of negative GDP growth defines a recession, but there are other factors to consider in today's environment that do not support that. The strong job market is one of them. With unemployment around 3.7%, some economists believe the economy is actually expanding, and many are predicting growth in the third quarter. There's also concern that the economy could falter next year as the Fed continues raising rates to control inflation, but other economists are saying we won't really feel the slowdown until 2024 or even 2025. The Personal Consumption Index for August shows a 0.3% rise in prices. Without food and gas, the core rate was 0.6% higher. That shows that inflation is still running hot and brings the annual rate of inflation for the PCE from 4.7% to 4.9%, but that's still lower than a 40-year high of 5.3% in February. The Federal Reserve believes the PCE reading on inflation is more accurate than the CPI. Last week's jobless report shows that initial claims dropped to their lowest level in five months. Benefit applications were down to 193,000. The number of people already collecting unemployment benefits also dropped. The total is about 1.35 million. August was a good month for new home sales. The Commerce Department reports a 28% surge to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 685,000 homes. As reported by MarketWatch, that's the second biggest month-to-month jump in new home sales ever. It's also a big reversal from July when new home sales were down 8.6%, and full-year sales are expected to be down as much as 20%. Some economists attribute the August surge to home buyers rushing to get into a new home before mortgage rates rise any further. Existing home sales went in the other direction. The National Association of Realtors says that pending home sales were down 2% in August. Pending home sales only indicate the likelihood of a sale. NAR is expecting existing home sales for the entire year to fall 15.2%. But NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, expects more home sale activity in 2023. Home price growth is slowing down as mortgage rates get close to the 7% mark. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Index was down 0.4% in July. That brings the annual rate of home price growth down from 18% to 16%. 
The National Home Price Index was also down by a smaller 0.2%. The decline is reportedly the fastest decline in home price growth in the history of this index, and the first time that home price growth has gone down since February of 2012. Mortgage rates continue to rise. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage was 41 basis points higher last week, for an average of 6.7%. The 15-year was up 52 points to 5.96%. Freddie Mac also says there's a wide range of weekly rate quotes, so it's important to shop around if you're looking for a home. And at Real Wealth, we're finding that many investors are paying points to buy down the rate, and in fact, some sellers are covering the cost of that. In other news making headlines, Redfin reports that asking rents were up 11% year over year in August to a national median of $2,039 a month. That's a record high, but it also represents a slowdown in rent growth. Rent growth peaked in March with an annual gain of 19%. Redfin economists expect the slowdown to continue as a result of a slowing economy and a boost in rental supply. As Redfin economist Taylor Marr points out, there are nearly a million rental units under construction that will hit the market in the coming months and years, but that's still far fewer than the nation needs to meet housing demands. A new California law will make it easier for job applicants to know what they'll get paid. Governor Gavin Newsom just signed a salary transparency bill into law. It requires that job postings include pay ranges. And applies to businesses with 15 or more employees. A few other states have similar laws, but this makes California the largest state to require upfront salary information. The other states include Colorado, which requires salary information in job ads, while Nevada, Connecticut, and Washington make salary information available to applicants. The California law could help build momentum for salary disclosures. One big benefit is the potential impact on the gender pay gap. Currently, California women get about 88 cents on the dollar compared to men. The law goes into effect on January 1st. Well, that's it for today. Check the show notes for links. And if you want to hear my economic forecast, I'll be doing that on Thursday, October 6th. Just go to newsforinvestors.com to join. It's free, and when you do, you'll get access to that webinar information. And if you're listening to this after the sixth, you can just watch the webinar replay again at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.